Skitter. Skitter. Skitter pal meow meow. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Hey everybody, welcome once again to another, well is it going to be exciting, I don't know, episode of the plug with Bushy, Sin and the mountain man again no sin and we really need to send some thought prayers positive vibes he's in puerto rico we still not heard from him but the mountain man is here mountain man what's up skitter pal meow meow how's oh, it going brother it is going we got we got fucking canceled on again 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 gosh wait 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 what's you up? forgot something you said your new uh, line. You didn't say your new line oh, Lordy, that you come up that with. Line? Shake your dick and throw a tweak at <laughs> That was obviously a drunken night. I did forget that. <laughs> 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 oh, that doesn't even make any sense. I would have to be intoxicated to come up You're... with something like that. Well, apparently you was, because that's when you said, uh, I think it was the last episode, you said, that's what that's what I'm going to counter your skitter pow oh, meow meow with. I was like, okay, I'm, go I'm going to have to write that down. That's great. Shake it, take it, throw a Twinkie on it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Wadzilla had to cancel again. Um, hell, maybe we could record his episode later this week. Who knows? We're going to work on that. He, you uh, never know. Man, he got, he got asked if he wanted overtime, and I, I, I can't blame him, you know, for saying no. Um John Lamoureux was actually going to record with us, what, last week or this week? I can't remember. La- yeah, last week. The same thing kind of happened. He couldn't, uh, couldn't. No, no, last week is the the, the week we, um, last week we went really late. We had to record a late show, which, which is why it right. was the disaster that it was. <laughs> but uh, he was going to try to come on at 1 o'clock today. Um. I guess Friday was hectic at work, so he wasn't able to work from home. He had a meeting he had to be at today, so he wasn't able to do that show. But which is fine because we have him scheduled for the sixth. We'll see if that happens. Um, we right. have uh, Ralph Vieira, Doctor Fuck from the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, that is uh, supposed to be on next Monday. Hilariously enough, he called me like 11:30 this morning Eastern Time. Uh, Bushy, man, I'm, I'm exhausted. Could we do the show a little earlier today? I had to laugh. I'm like, uh, dude, you're next week, man. <laughs> right. So, so he was happy he was able to go to bed because he also works overnights. Well, I will have to say with him, I mean, I, I've paid quite a bit of attention to his music with Combat and Thresh or Die. 
Uh, next week, I won't lie, and I'll just go ahead and admit this. The Mountain Man is nervous as shit because he actually is getting to talk to one of his music idols that not a lot of people never realize. So I'm going to be like a little girl uh, in a candy store just as he comes on and starts talking. I, I may not be able oh, to speak. knock that off. No fangirling out, okay? You're only allowed to fangirl I, when you see them live. Uh, it don't matter. It's still talking. It's still inside the same accounts. <laughs> oh, excuse me. So it's going to be like having the good doctor doing a house call. Pretty much. Exactly. Nice, nice. Well, no, I... Except he'd shove our plug right up. Somebody's ass in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what. I, I hung out with him in New York City. And... um. Dude, I had dinner with him. Everything was cool. You know, it was the first time we actually face-to-face met. You know, he stroked my beard when I had that big, luscious man mane. You know, we went outside and bullshitted for a while. At the at the club they were playing, there was, um, let me see, one, two, three, four, five bands before Thrasher died. Thrasher died was the headliner. We hung out all night long, you know, what what I wasn't at the bar by a beer. Right. Everything was cool. Everything was cordial. It was just two dudes that are friends. You know, they actually got to meet for the first time face to face. We were just chilling. And then Thrasher died, took the stage. And to see Dr. Fuck come out. Because the rest of the night, it was just Ralph Vieira, man. You were hanging out with Ralph. Just this cool guy that's a little bit older than me, but just loves metal. When, right. When Dr. Fuck took over, I fangirled out, man. This guy knows how to command a stage. He uh, a great, great performer. Um, he he won't sign a record contract. He's definitely worth one. I'll tell you that. So I, I'm looking forward to that too. Oh, now you admitted fangirling out. So shut the hell up. Yes, when when they performed. <laughs> I don't care. You see, you get to meet him face to face and have dinner with him. I'm down south where you don't see no fucking body. So yeah, they, this is my thing, girl. And now kiss my ass. Nice, nice. He's actually further south than you are, being in Miami, Florida. But yeah, absolutely. Um, dude, have you heard from Sin at all? I know that Puerto Rico is out of power. Yeah, I have texted, I have pleaded. Hell, I've even cussed him a couple of times saying, dude, if you're ignoring me, I swear to God, when I hear from you, I'm going to kick your ass. No, I haven't heard a word. Okay, well, I know that, like, most of their cell towers got knocked down. I know that 3.4 million people on the island are out of power, and it's going to take a while to restore. I I hope we hear from him soon. So, yeah, we're sending those positive vibes to him, to his mama, uh, because that's who he went with, and to his grandmother, that's where they went to visit right now i have heard from his sister she started like a uh not a gofundme but like a little donation thing to try to get them home gotcha. she's had that up on facebook for about what would you say granny about a week yeah. since before the big the second hurricane uh got to him and hit but she hasn't heard anything from him at all either so yeah definitely definitely gotta send some positive vibes for sure that way Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Mr. Mountain Man. Yes, sir. Oh, my Lord. Would you ever think in your life, you know, you know, in the past, uh, whenever I've worked, I've been an unarmed security officer before. Of course, yeah, giving a crazy ass mountain person a uh, uh, weapon is 90% of the time not a good thing. But would you have thunk in a million years that the Mountain Man 
the mountain man, is now a North Carolina certified armed security officer. Nice. Nice. Congratulations, brother. Thank you, so thank you. Saying, I love you. You're saying no more riding those silly, funny stand-up things with wheels through the mall. You are correct. <laughs> that's I'm not Paul Blart. That that's definitely not uh, a definite given. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, uh, luckily, I found out the old place where I worked um, in the past ended up getting a new security company to come in work for him, and I <clears throat> when I fell found out, I went and hounded the captain, which is awesome guy from down off the mountain. Uh, pretty cool uh, young man that's uh, running the company so far for that site. But um, ended up going chatting with him a little bit, and luckily, out of... Uh, I think he said he had a few more applicants. Luckily, I was chosen. Now I'm actually getting to work a job that I really enjoy. I, uh, as I said the last time we talked, I before had a job. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the mountain man has his career. Nice. nice. Well, that's, that's right, outstanding. Right. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Other than that, uh, everything's been going really good. Uh, little mountain baby DJ over here, which, um, again, he's a special guest sitting on my lap up here while uh, Daddy's uh, helping Tried to put together a crazy-ass show. Uh, it's been doing really good. Uh, growing like a weed. Eating us almost out of house and home already. Uh, Mountain Lady, same old, same old. She's still loving her new career choice. Granny Clyde's crazy as all fucking hell as normal. There ain't nothing unusual there. She just hollered across the house, thank you. And... Granny E over here today got her hearing aid, so for the first time in a little while, she can actually oh, hear us. So, well, nice seeing you guys. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's actually been a pretty good week. Uh, some stars kind of aligned for us, and everything's definitely getting a little, getting a lot better for the for the mountain mountain family home up nice, here. Nice. What about you, Bush? You brother? How's your week? It wasn't bad. Um, work, I'm just bored out of my skull. Uh, I, I told you last week we have three machines down. We've we've, we've had to shut right. two more down just to save. Yeah, just oh, to God. save on our resin. So I'm just, dude. I, I have nothing to do. You can only walk around the machines that are running and coach these guys so much. You know what I mean? Before you go back and sit on your ass in the office, you know, like, oh, you know, stare at a right. blank computer screen, but at least it's air conditioned, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that work, work is, it's, it's been super easy, but it's been so boring. In a, in, a, in a 12 and a half hour day, I need to have things to do. You know, and frankly, my, my guys are getting pissy because I'm catching them doing more of the shit they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> You know, right. we have no cell phones allowed on the production floor, and I'm busting guys on their cell phones all the time, and that's a pet peeve of mine. The rule says, no fucking phones on the floor. So, why are you right. on the goddamn phone? You know, that, that it's just something that pisses me off. Um, Saturday, though. Saturday was cool. I uh, took some PTO time. I left at 11 o'clock in the morning, came home, relaxed, shirt shaved, all that good stuff. And then one of my guys that I work with, he left at noon. He came and picked me up at 4.30. We went to Verona, New York, which is um, 
man, it's an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 20 minutes away from where we are. Uh, to the uh, right. Stone Casino and Resort, and uh, there, that's actually a, it was actually a beautiful place. I don't gamble. I didn't gamble, but we went into this little venue called the Showroom, second row center for thirty nine dollars a piece, and we saw Vixen and Kicks. And I am here to tell you, Vixen's been a long time dream. I know a lot of. A lot of people out there to listen to metal think they're a you know, oh, fucking joke, ha ha ha, Vixen. Dude, screw you. These ladies were amazing. Absolutely amazing. Right. Um, after their set, uh, me and Dave, which is the guy that I went with, we, we immediately jumped up out of our seats because we had tickets and we got our hand stamped walking out. Ran out uh, in, into, the, into, the, into the hallway, I guess, for lack of a better term, because th- this showroom is actually inside the casino. You know, so right. I ran out to the hall. There was a table set up. I'd already bought like an eight by ten picture because when because we heard they were going to be signing autographs, so I was like, I have got to go and meet these ladies. We get out there, and I start to kind of fangirl out a little bit. I can't lie. Uh, you know, we come up to Janet Gardner, and uh, Janet says, "I remember you. I saw you losing your mind in the second row because there was no buffer. Okay, the first row." There was no gate before the stage. So, I mean, my buddy, if, if, if you look on my YouTube channel, you can see the video of the uh, the last song they played, which is probably their biggest hit, co-written by um, Richard Marks, Edge of a Broken Heart. During that song, my buddy right next to me, like, gets a hand slap from, from Janet Gardner. That's how close we were to the stage. There's no buffer between the audience oh, and the wow. stage. So she said... Yeah, yeah. You you know, she's telling me how you know she saw me losing my mind, and I was. And I had to tell her, look, I, I, I've been a fan of you guys since you came out. I was never allowed to go to concerts, so this is a 20-plus you know, year dream in the making happening. And she shook my hand, said, right on, man, and stood up and gave me a hug. It was an awesome, awesome moment. And then I moved on to Cher Peterson, who is now Cher Ross, because she's married. She was always my favorite member of the band. I had it so bad for her when I was a teenager, dude. If you watch that Edge of a Broken Heart video, she just kind of shaking her ass in that spandex, and I was in love with that. And I I had to tell her, I said, oh, I I hate to say this with the rest of the ladies here, but you were always my favorite member, you know, as she's signing my uh, my picture. And she said, oh, that's so sweet. And then Roxy, the drummer, is like, why why is it bad to say this? I don't want to insult anybody else because I love you all. But she was just always my favorite member, you know. Just no, that's fine. And I and I had to tell her, Roxy, you're still killing, killing these drums. It's amazing. And then I moved on to the guitar player. Now Jan, and I can't say her last name, so I'm not gonna try. She died several years ago. Um the guitar player they have now, uh, she goes by Brit Lightning. She's much younger than the rest of the band. You gotta, you gotta figure Janet Gardner is 55, okay? Um, she's probably right. closer to my age or younger, maybe between your age and my age. But she channeled Jan and that guitar so well, while still owning the music and making it her own. And I had to convey that to her. You know, what a great job she did. What a great addition to the band she is. And, of course, she thanked me and high-fived me and all that. But, dude, here's the bad part. 
I was so excited that I forgot to even ask to get pictures with them, which sucked because they were doing pictures. My buddy that I went with, he got a, a, a selfie with Janet and he got a selfie with Britt. I wanted a selfie with Cher the most. Cher and Janet, they were my two favorites. I, it, it didn't happen. But I did grab a picture of Janet signing autographs for somebody else. And I, I did post it on my Facebook page. And then me and my buddy, we, you know, me and Dave walked back into the venue. Went right back down second row for kicks. Let me tell you what. I didn't know a lot of, uh, of their stuff ahead of time. I listened to them for a couple days um, before the show. These guys are great. What a great band. The front man, and I don't know his name, and I'm sorry. But this dude is fucking hilarious on stage. Absolutely hilarious. They did all their great hits. Um, I actually put up on YouTube uh, them doing Don't Close Your Eyes. You know, a beautiful ballad. And uh, yeah, man, it, it, was a, it was a great time. And then, you know, we drive home. I was home by 1230. You know, so it wasn't a super late night. Miss Jen was here. Yeah, Dude, that's it was awesome. great. That's an hour and 10, 20 minutes away, you know. So we get home because we didn't want to gamble. We, we we were spent. We'd had a good time. We had a good glow going. Come home. I drank one more beer. I was uploading my pictures onto Facebook and such. And, you know, we went to bed and you know hung out with Jen for about half of the day or so yesterday because she was off. And uh, today, I've just been kind of chilling around the house, man. All in all, it was a good week. It's hard not to be on a on a natural high after going to a concert that you really enjoy. Oh, you're exactly right. That is definitely a yeah, true statement. Yeah, so check out my YouTube page. I mean, like I said, i got Vixen on there, and I've got uh, uh, Kicks on there. I've also got the you know some clips from the Raven show I went to a few weeks ago with uh, – Ralph and Ian of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. My buddy Scott Stein that I've met twice. I've also met him in New York City. He drove down from Baltimore to right. see Thrasher die. Um, we all went out and saw Raven at the Rock and Pod Expo. So uh, I got some cool stuff on there and some record reviews. Because uh, that's what I was doing with that channel. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. But I am going to keep it going. Because, hey, guess what? It costs a lot less to do YouTube than it does to do a podcast. <laughs> right, right. Well, well, I'm hoping with everything we're doing with the podcast so far, everybody is definitely still enjoying. But yes, I totally 100% agree well, there. I, I hope people are enjoying it. We, uh, you know, some weeks are better than others. I, I've gone through the third episode. We've had as many as 30 plus. We've had as little as you know, 10 or 12. So whatever. It is what it is. Right. Well, Bushy, I got a question for you. Is it that time? You know what? I think it is. It is that time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for everybody's favorite learning segment. That's right. It's the Plugs Words of the Week. That's right. It is time for our Words of the Week. And I have still not come up with music for your redneck-ass word that you're about to throw at us. Really? You st I thought you said last time you was going to put the Twilight Zone or something yeah. up like that. Yeah, I don't even wow. remember that. I, it, it, the funny thing is, I know I listened to the episode, <laughs> and I don't remember anything I said in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, re I remember yesterday, Lee, Lee Gertzman wrote me, and he was like, really? 
you guys uh, have Lee Gertzman, but you can't even get Bill Wang. Har har! I laughed for ten minutes. I hope he understood the joke. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> he did. He did. He said it, he said it was funny, but he also mentioned and asked if we knew what a book was. Yeah, I know what a book is. Damn it! <laughs> I got lots of them. <laughs> Alrighty, well, for my word of the week this week, since you're over there searching still yet for yours, but my word of the week is uh, Mountain Lady over here said you're supposed to be prepared oh, I, there, Bushy. I, I actually um, have two words because a word comes up in my definition for my first word that you might need a definition to, so bite me. He <laughs> said bite me. Anyway, uh, Ooh, she just said no thank you because she don't want to be bit by you because she's afraid she'll get something made Jackson yeah, won't wash off. She will. <laughs> God. You can tell you to her brother and sister. Anyway, uh, my word of the week is broker. B-R-O-K-E-R. Broker. That's somebody that that's somebody that deals in finances and sales, right? I think. Correct, correct. Now, used in the redneck term, there's two ways, basically, you can you can go with this. Uh, my first regular statement, basically with this one, because I've sat and I've almost ran out, you ain't going to believe this, of redneck words. Because me scratching my head trying to remember every single one of them, yeah, it's, it's coming down to me having to dig down at the very bottom for oh, these oh, now. Oh, now you're going to the bottom? I beg to differ, sir. How do you make different? I think we've been digging on the bottom for a while now. <laughs> well, either way. <laughs> but there's two ways rednecks use this word. Uh, basically, not being in the normal term. Well, I went out there and was helping uh, Dad uh, hang up some siding and do all that, but unfortunately he fell off that ladder and broke his arm, so I guess we're going to have to take him to the hospital. Oh. <laughs> anyway, and the second word is, uh, or the second way it can be used, well, that damn dog ran through the house and shitting and pissing everywhere, but I finally broke her from doing that, so hell, now what am I supposed to do? Uh. So yeah, there's there's two different ways you could use it. Basically, breaking something and breaking some some something from doing something. So yeah, basically, yeah. I hope every snowflake's scratching their head, going, "What the fuck?" Oh, snowflakes aren't listening. <laughs> you you never know. We might have one scroll through this one day and be like, "What the hell is this snowflake?" Yeah, yeah, I'm out of here. That that's where we get our first <laughs> negative review. But you know what? A, a negative review. Right. At least be a review. Come on, people. Leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, seriously. Let, let us know something. Tell Mountain Man shut the fuck up or Bushy he needs to grow his beard back out. Hey, we hey, don't give a damn. Tell us something. working on the beard. You just leave me alone there, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. My word is motley. Motley. You see what I did there, Mountain Man? Motley, Motley. an adjective with diverse components of great variety or displaying or having many colors. Um, Now, as a noun, 
It's multicolored costume, especially one worn by a clown or a court jester. Also as a noun, a heterogeneous mixture. Not bad, not bad. Not a lot of people actually, 90% of people think Motley is chaos, uh, basically fighting, uh, aggression, stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of people actually didn't know that's the literal term That's for it. how that band, Motley Crue, uh, came up with their title. According to Vince Neil in a VHS way back in the day when we watched videotape, um, one of their home videos they released, um, because they were going to call them... The... Wait, 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 wait. Back in the day, motherfucker, I'm in the South. We still watch VHS tapes. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're still waiting for the cell phone to be invented down there. <laughs> right? But no, yeah. It's, you know, the band was originally going to be called Christmas. Yes. Yes, now that Christmas. Um. They were hanging out. Uh, I don't know if it was the Rainbow or, uh, you know, one of these clubs on the Sunset Strip. You know, some guy walked up and said, well, this is a motley-looking crew. And that's kind of how their name was born. Change a couple letters, put the little umlauts up over the O and the U, and thus is born Motley Crew. Shoot, yeah. They all have been educated a little bit. Oh, I do have one question, since you do not remember oh, the last yes. episode. <laughs> Did you go back and listen yes. to it? On your word of the week, last week, are you still in shock that the mountain man is actually smarter than what people I gave him? got lucky. <laughs> no, you'd be very badly mistaken. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with luck. You're going with luck. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well, on that note, I think maybe it's time to get into some music, minus that little theme song to intro that segment. What you got? Well, speaking of your word, Motley, actually, that is the band that I have chose the song from today. I sat here on YouTube uh, this week, scrolling through my head in case we got canceled on again. Shocker. What 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 songs would I throw out this week? And I can remember, and yes, I'm going back to the same thing, riding down the middle of Newland in my car seat in that jacked up Jeep, listening to this song, having a good time with my mother, running errands. So I'm going to have to run with Motley Crue, same old situation.
man, that is a fun song. I, I, I tell you what, um, I'm a big fan of the Doctor Feel Good album. I, um, I thought Theater of Pain they started to kind of lose their edge, but yes. girls, they were coming back. You know what I mean? Yes. By by yes. Feel Good, they were back. It wasn't the same sound as 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 Shout, obviously, which is probably no. their best album. But no, the you know Motley Crue was back with Doctor Feelgood. They were back with a vengeance. Great choice, great choice. Thank you, thank you. What about you, my brother? What you got I'm, for us? I'm, I'm all over the place this week. Um, this guy he passed, uh, I, I believe, in the last year or so. I'm not good with dates. But I'm a huge fan, and this song has always been a favorite. I used to have the album Changes. This is by the late, great David Bowie, Space Oddity. Control to Major Tom Ground Control to Major Tom Take your protein pills and put your helmet on Ground Control to Major Tom Sing countdown engines on Check ignition and may God's love be with you Now it's time to leave the 
What do you think of that little ground control to Major Tom? <laughs> wow, I, I haven't heard David Bowie in a while. That's a, that's actually a good pick. Holy cow. I haven't heard that nice. one in a while. Well, look at that. You just did. And so did the listener. <laughs> so, I got to ask you something. Well, sure. Let's say you're pissed off. Okay? And it's your right to be pissed off and to protest. Do you think okay. that during the playing of our national anthem that an entire sports franchise should hide out in the fucking locker room? You know, the 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 kneeling pisses me off enough. But that's because I'm a veteran, okay? You know, so cuz I know too many people that maimed died or suffer from PTSD because of the horrors that a lot of veterans have to go through. I come from a long line of veterans. It's disrespectful to kneel during the National Anthem. But to not even leave the locker room until it's done. Now, it's their right. I get that. But can we at least say that maybe it's in poor taste? For sure, for sure. But, but I'm I'm actually going a little educated on this, and because me and Granny C actually talked about this for a couple of days, because Granny C don't keep up with football or any of the drama BS much anymore. She mainly goes through me and uh, Mountain Lady for a lot of news BS antics stuff like that. Um, so I'm going to have to say, basically from this and me going educated. how many people here listening, even including yourself, can actually go or know what the Constitution says about the National Anthem or anything like that uh, for the flag, any of that stuff? What does it actually say if you uh, basically disregard our American flag that you can be charged with? thing that's a crime um, and that is a U.S. code. It's not constitution. It's U.S. It's U.S. Thank code. Um, but it's a it's a crime to burn it or step on it. Right. Okay. Okay. How many people how many people has gotten away with that and been praised? Well, yeah. Well, praised. The problem is and, and while I hate those people even more than the ones that won't stand for the national anthem, the problem is mm-hmm. when you're doing it in a form of civil protest, it's protected under our First Amendment to the Constitution, which frankly guarantees the right to assembly and, 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 and free speech and freedom of the press. You know, it's, that, there's two amendments that I think are the most important. Uh, you know, when the Constitution was amended. And that's the first and second, and I'm pretty sure the second defends the first. You know what I mean. Correct. Correct. I just... Go ahead. So, to me personally, for, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I get everybody, this is a free country. You can do, say, whatever in the world you want to, teetotally, entirely. But at the same time, to not have enough common decency to actually have any acknowledgement 
of our national anthem, especially when you're making the high freaking amount of money that them fuckers are in the NFL, to not walk out and just put your hand over your heart to have the opportunity to make that amount of money to support your family and throw a fucking football around it, uh, to throw a football around and tackle somebody. I'm sorry. That is the sorriest poor excuse that I've ever heard of in okay, my damn so life. Now, now, let's put this into context real quick, okay? President Trump okay. came out uh, in Alabama when he was campaigning for that cat, uh, whoever was running for Jeff Sessions' Senate seat, and said that if right. he was those NFL owners, he would pull those sons of bitches off the field and fire them. This Correct. I agree, but but I would go a step further. While I agree with what he said, okay, because Uh I think your protest should come at a different time, not during the national anthem, even if you want to do it on the field, whatever. Um, That is what sparked everything that happened yesterday. Now, look, I am a huge football fan. I did not watch a single fucking game yesterday. Now, because I have money in a pool, I absolutely check the scores. But I didn't watch a single goddamn game. I am extremely furious with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'll tell you why. Agree. Ali, uh, I, I believe his name is Alejandro Villanueva. Villanueva. Yes. Army Ranger. Yes. Okay, veteran, Afghanistan War veteran, a Bronze Star winner. Yes. The only Pittsburgh Steeler to come out of the tunnel and stand for the national anthem. Now, you can see in the yeah. picture, the rest of the Steelers were in the back, not being noticed because they didn't want to come out. This was their form of protest. Okay, because Donald Trump hurt their pussies. This guy comes out, stands with his hand over his heart because he served this goddamn country through three deployments. Mountain man, let me yeah. tell you what. Where I'm sitting right now, if I look directly to my right, of course I see the door to my place. Across the door to that place is a road. It's called State Route 3. Just across State Route 3 is this little ridge. Across that ridge is a river. It is the Black River. On the other side of the Black River is Fort Drum, New York. It's literally six miles max away from me, probably closer to a mile and a half, if I'm if I'm being honest. Home of the 10th Mountain Division, climb to glory, and Mr. Villanueva, Villanueva, if I'm saying his name correctly, was a member of the 10th Mountain Division, a place where I served. Now, the fucking coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers came out in a news conference now, he didn't blast this guy by name, but he blasted him saying right. he wanted this to be a team effort, and he's really disappointed that it wasn't a team effort because we're not going to stand for this kind of divisive talk. Is it that divisive when you have a combat veteran that wants to go and show his respect to the country that he helped protect? Yes. Isn't it divisive to shit all over him? Yes. He totally 100% it is. But see, how I'm sorry. I, I, this is the simple mindness of me coming through. 
people, how can you not, making the money they have, especially wanting, I understand protesting to a point for something that is wrong and needs to be fixed. I get that, T, totally. But explain to me why the hell they were even protesting the national anthem in the first place over something as beautiful as it is to have the freedom to do what you're doing today. Well, well, I just did. They didn't like Trump saying that all those sons of bitches should be fired. Oh, I agree, but I'd do one better. I'd uh, put every one of their damn asses on a ship and send them over right across seas and let them figure out how uh, it is. Wouldn't that be it, great, but it's... It, it would be great, but it's not American to send citizens out just because you disagree with them. But we have the right to not watch. And that's what I did. I did not watch. Now, I will be watching my Dallas Cowboys tonight, but you know what? Jerry Jones has come out and said, if you don't get out there and stand up there with your hand over your heart, whether you're a coach, whether you're a player, whether you're a water boy, you will not be a part of the Dallas Cowboys organization. And I right. love that. I love that. Protest. Absolutely. Because it's Colin Kaepernick. He started this shit well before Mr. Trump was elected. Right. It held. That, that was under the Obama administration, okay? So, Colin Kaepernick was doing it because, you know, the social injustice and blah, 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 even though he's a half-white fucking rich kid, you know, which goes against everything he's standing for. But, you know what? Right. He got his. That some bitch ain't playing football right now, is he? You are correct. Well, let me ask you this along with that, because I was reading another article with all this, especially what you're talking about now, and I see one part, and I, I, I would love to for your insight on this. Tim Tebow got down on one knee and prayed before his game. Now, you've got a picture of it. Do you remember how much hell he caught for that? He hell all the time. Because that, even that was, that, that was a pose he would do all the time, too. You know, down on one knee with his right. fist up on his forehead. Yeah, it's, it's hypocrisy. The problem is, leftist thinking people, they don't like religion of any kind, unless it's friggin' Muslim, to be honest with you. You know, they'll suck their ass, but everyone else is shit. The fact that Tim Tebow would get down on one knee and say thanks to the God he believes in infuriated them. But it's okay to protest your country. I actually got into a Facebook war with somebody because you know how these people are. They, they talk all that shit uh, about the national anthem. And this son of a bitch tried to say that it was a pro-slavery song anyway. How the hell is uh, that? I am... I, I, I tell you what, I am I am actually looking for it as we speak because that absolutely infuriated me it's like will you look up the lyrics and uh i I, god i wish i could find this i tell you what why do well while you're looking for that let let me let me continue a little bit please because i've come to realization 90 percent of us me and you and everybody else with common sense that thinks like we do the left, if you honestly, they're going to bitch and gripe, moan, groan, oh, wah, 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 
for the rest of their damn lives. There's nothing we can do about that. They have the right to do it, which is perfectly fine to an extent. But do you find it hilarious that until they actually confront us face-to-face, we up here where I live, it's a small little bitty town. We don't worry about shit like that outside of our little county. We're still happy, normal, doing what we do every single day, being ourselves. Until, do you, do you find it hilarious that, and you probably know as well as I do, this is coming as much as I do. But until someone comes up to actually do anything or say anything, if like if they come up to my face and said, oh, you're wrong, yeah, I would have a debate with them about it to basically tell them how wrong they really are. No, no, but okay, they, okay, stop that right there. Um, what? Somebody's not wrong for believing something, and that's what we have to understand. That's where okay, yes, thank you for correcting me. Thank you for correcting. Tricky. I don't think these guys are wrong. I think right. it's fucking classless. You know what I mean? Right. I, and I've, I, I've actually found yes. this. Um, I said, uh, this, is, this is the post I saw. Nobody's protesting veterans. The fact of the matter is, Francis Scott Key wrote the National Anthem about how sad it was to lose his slaves. Now we have a higher concentration of color in the NFL than ever. People have every right to protest the use of a song that is pro-slavery as an anthem for a country that's supposed to be a melting pot. This pissed me to fuck off, okay? And I'm going to tell you... Let me find that verse, because I have it all here. Here we go. And where is that band who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country, should leave us no more? Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps' pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. Okay. And here we go. This was the answer that I gave. Let me find it real quick. Because she's saying he was basically sent as slaves to fight for the country. They died. And, uh, and I said, uh, the hireling... Parentheses, an employed worker and slave. Parentheses, obvious and makes sense considering the time. No refuge can save from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. Talking about a horrific battle that the Redcoats were waging on Americans at the time. And I, I had to tell her, perhaps instead of being butthurt over a word, because one word, slave, set her off. You should understand the context that this stanza is speaking of. Because, yes, that's what you call in poetry. A paragraph is called a stanza. Saying something right. is racist doesn't make it racist.
nothing racist about our national anthem, you know, and getting pissed nope. off because President Trump said he'd fire the sons of bitches. I'm pretty sure he would, to be honest with you. Yeah, in a heartbeat. You know, is it their right? Sure. Protest. Would, would, would you start doing it during the national anthem? My family has fought for this country in every major war up until the Afghanistan war. Right. So, fuck you, millionaire elitist bastards that are making more money than I'll ever see in a lifetime play a game. My life's not a game. I work yeah. hard every goddamn day. So, fuck these people. You stand or, or you kneel for the national anthem or not show up. You don't render respect to the colors. I have no use for you. You're lucky I don't throw a dick in your mouth. I don't care how big you are. Right, exactly. What well, it just makes no sense to me to disrespect a place where you can have that opportunity. Thank you. And and it it just makes no sense. Tell you why can't if they want to bitch and gripe about it and want to be about the Muslim this and that. Take your asses right over yonder and see how it really is before you start actually coming up with this crazy ass shit to protest over for something just to be disrespectful. Yeah, I, I I'm sorry. It's a Muslim thing. I, I think the left only respects that religion. But this this is about people with opportunity and privilege. Because they like to throw that word around white privilege. I ain't seen my white privilege check yet. I'm still waiting on. It. I check the mail every day. Where my white privilege check at? Ain't seen it. I started. To, I was fixing to say, "Where? Yeah, exactly. Where the hell? Millions of dollars to to play a game. You don't understand that you're in the greatest country in the world where you can make millions of dollars to play a game, and you go to spit on the very anthem. Are you kidding me? I I hate it. I will say this. The jersey sales for that Pittsburgh Steeler, Alejandro, uh, I, I want to say it's Villanueva, Villanueva. If I'm saying it wrong, I apologize because I don't have it in front of me. His sales have skyrocketed. Meanwhile, all over social media, other Pittsburgh Steelers merchandise is being burned by fans. So there you go, scumbags. How does that make you feel? You can't blame them. Blame them at all. Personal, personally, if I if I'd had if I was a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers and I and that happened, nah, hate it for them. I'd, I'd go right out to my river, right outside my yard at my fire pit and burn every damn bit of I hear you. And if I see a single cowboy not standing up, I'm gonna call bullshit on Jerry Jones and I'll be done watching football for the season. All right. right. What do you say we get back into some music? Cause I'm pissed off and I need a break. Well, you need a break. Oh. What the hell? Bush, oh, you need to break. This, this, this makes me so angry as an American, as a veteran, as a person that's been to third world countries and seen real oppression. This shit pisses me off. Well, I don't blame you, dude. And for anybody that don't have common sense or respect for that, I'm sorry. My personal opinion, for me, yeah, you can pretty much just go the fuck away. Anyhow, let's get into some music like oh, you yeah. said. I'm going... A little bit of old school. Now, my one question for it: Did you recognize the song Hell after no, I told I don't you? Know what the fuck that is? You never heard this yeah. song. I, I mean, I, I mean, I heard Holy it earlier. Shit. Wow, I can't believe you actually hadn't heard it in the past. Being a, especially a country fan. Uh, see, you um, understand. I'm not a country fan. I listen to '90s country music out of necessity because '90s rock and roll sucked. 
I was raised on 80s, well, you, 70s, 60s, true. 50s country. I, I've never even heard of this guy you're about to play. Well, this guy, growing up, uh, actually, this song made it big down south. Uh, basically, talking about uh, having you some homemade wine and drinking. And it, I, it personally is just a good song. Especially being able to take someone out on the date. On a date. Blah. But I'm going to have to go with David Lee Murphy with Dust on the Bottom. Right, let's spin that shit now.
I gotta tell you, I do dig the song. I do. Um, it sounds a little newer than '90s. When did this come out? Uh, it was uh, early '90s when I was a youngin. Wouldn't you say, Mom? That song, uh, "Dust on the Bottle." It came out early '90s, somewhere around in there. Yeah, I think it's early mid '90s. Uh, he's uh, an uh, an older older singer. Is whenever I was a kid. Crazy. I know Garth. I know Confederate Railroad, and I know Trisha Yearwood, and a lot of guys that came out in the '90s. I never heard of that guy. I I. I well, I think I think his song was his one hit oh, single. Oh, he was a one hit wonder country Possibly. singer. Well, that makes a little more sense. Possibly. Possibly, I could be mistaken. Hell, he may have had a bunch of other hits that I don't know of. But I mean, that one song I know down here made made it pretty big. A lot of people no, really nice. liked it. It's still whiskey lullaby, but it's good. I'll give you that. <laughs> right, right. Well. What about you, brother? What do you got this going? Um, I'm I'm gonna go into the uh, still weird rock uh, uh, genre. Um, I remember oddly enough first hearing this song in a Stephen King film um, called Cat's Eye, was that which was a series of short stories to make up a whole movie about cat that has these different adventures. Yes, that's odd for Stephen King, but. But a good oh, yeah, series. I, I, I did like that movie. But this is The Police with the obvious hit, Every Breath You Take.
Man, you can sting on that bass. I mean, come on. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right. Very good. Very good song. Very good song choice. Now, speaking of where you said Stephen King, that was another thing I wanted to bring up to you. The new movie, Stephen King's It. Have you have you watched any of it? Seen any clips on like YouTube stuff like I've that? Seen the trailer. You've seen the trailer, okay? I've done just a little bit of research, and for what I'm seeing, they're basically recreating the original movie, except for a couple of uh uh, see whatever the word is, CGI stuff that they're doing a little differently. Um. For what I can tell about it, it is going to be a pretty awesome-looking movie uh, with them reamping it and, and doing uh, uh, the clown, everything, his uh, be, him being able to morph stuff like that into different things and feeding off fear. But did you know, and I've done a little research, that whenever it died in the first movie, that afterward it kind of transpired in all of Stephen King's novels, books, other ones that he wrote of stuff being able to morph and change. That Do you think it could have been a possibility that that was it the whole time running through all of it? Well, the, the Stephen King universe is an interesting universe because you have the Dark Man from uh, both the Stand and the uh, Dark Tower series that run through a lot yep. of uh, Stephen King's um, novels. Um, it was, by the way, the first Stephen King book I ever read, and I was 11 years old, and it terrified me. Um, it's, it's not a retelling of a movie. It's a retelling of a novel. Um, right, the, the, but you know what I mean. The town of Derry is very prominent, and I think that's a fictional town. But the town of Derry, right. Maine, is a very prominent town with a lot of crazy stuff going on in the quote-unquote Stephen King universe, is it possible that Pennywise, the, the dancing clown, is the evil that permeates through all of this? Sure. I just know I want to see this film. I know that it takes place with just the kids. And then next year we get the adult side of it. Because I have... The, the, the 1990 miniseries that came out, I loved right. the first half where it's dealing with the children. The second half was so poorly written, so poorly acted, which sucks because it was actually poorly acted by really great actors and, and, and actress. Right. Um, I know that I am curious to see how they go about defeating the monster because I know how the book ended. And you cannot put that right. either in television or even on the big screen. Because you're either going to get an right. NC-17, you're going to get an X rating, or you're going to get banned altogether and never be released. Because for people that have only seen the movie and think, oh, Tim Curry was a great hit, you know, fuck Tim Curry. I don't even think he's that good an actor. I'm I'm looking forward, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this version. But um, to defeat the monster in the book, and while Stephen King talks all this shit on social media, this is the pervert that came up with this ending. To defeat the monster, these five boys had to basically run a train on this little girl. So these are all 11, 12-year-old boys and a girl. Had to lose their innocence to defeat the monster. So 
This guy right. coming in talking, he, he says anything, and that's all I have to say. You're the mind that created running a train on little girls. Okay. While I enjoy right. your books, that's just the nastiest thing I, that, I, that I've ever read in my life. And I've read a lot of crazy stuff. Um, so I'm curious to see how they defeat the monster to lead up into the next film. Because obviously they don't kill the monster. They defeat the monster. Right. <clears throat> right. Well, I, I was just curious on that aspect. Because, I mean, you look at a lot of his series. Every monster just about it. And it trans, it basically morphs into whatever the person's fear is. And but by laws of physics, it can only do what creature it transforms into. So if it actually did transfer into a ghost, it could do ghostly stuff. But if he is the clown, he couldn't walk through walls, stuff like that. So that was the kind of the aspects I found interesting of it is could could have Stephen King basically put Pennywise from a different translusional universe or whatever, however it supposedly Wait, started. What translusional? What the hell is that? Whatever. The transdelusional universe, whatever. What, a different damn universe. There you go. Uh, basically coming in and doing that. That's what I was wondering because if you notice with all these books, each character, each monster still has the same attributes as it does. Well, it, it, it depends. Um, that would be more of his classic style of writing. Um, things have obviously right. changed over the years, which is to be expected because you, you, you tend to grow as a writer after you've been doing something for so long. Um, the novel Cell, C-E-L-L, uh, I think it's a great, great novel. Um, but it doesn't deal with a monster, you know, it, it deals with a right. phone call that turns people into monsters, so to speak. You know, so right. May, he, he's grown a bit. Um, is is it it that is doing everything throughout these books? I, I I don't know. It's hard to say that it is is the dog Cujo. So I'm not sure. It's hard to say that it is the what 1969 Plymouth Fury. Uh, uh, Christine, you know, I don't know, but it's an interesting concept. You know, it's interesting to think about, especially with Derry being such a predominant town that he uses in his novels. Exactly. Well, I wanted to get your opinion because I know you like reading books and stuff like that, and I was just wondering if you kind of seen I'm the pattern to an extent with some of his classic, classic sure, more sure. writing. And, and I'm a huge Stephen King fan, and I've absolutely. You, you could definitely see the, the, the intertwining in the Stephen King universe. Um, you, you read Tommyknockers, and Tommyknockers, they, they talk about, you know, Cujo. You know, these things happen. Um, like I said, I don't know that I don't know that the clown is all these different beings, but I think that's definitely an interesting thing to think of. All right, Mountain Man, I, I've got to ask you this, because I, I didn't watch last night, but... The WWE, are they really running out of ideas? I, I have to ask you, how, how the hell is Brock Lesnar still the Universal Champion? Well, I, I'm going to have to say yes to a point. I, I have to say yes. I think they're running out of ideas. 
I know the original plan, if you look up rumors or anything like that, to kind of figure out what to expect with WWE. Last I heard, Brock Lesnar was going to be champion until WrestleMania. Now, if they're still running with that idea, it's a big possibility. I do not know. But I will have to say that the pay-per-view last night was fantastic with the regular matches, everything. Normal cheating from the Miz, uh, the women's title, Fatal Five Way, somebody sneaks in for the pin. Uh, oh, Alexa Bliss ain't tag champ team. anymore? I didn't even see that. No, she is. She is still the champ. She snuck in and uh, after Nia destroyed everybody and stole stole basically Nia's win. But yes, she's still the champ. Oh, she's a uh, there is a new cruiserweight champion. Uh, Enzo Amori did beat Neville, but by cheating ways, oh of course. God. I'm going to uh, have to watch this. Yes, it, it's actually a pretty good pay-per-view. Uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins won. Now, now they they got, for, for the way it seemed, their asses whooped. But Cesaro fucked up and knocked out both his teeth on the ring post right in the middle of the match. Yeah, his top two teeth. I mean, you could see it. He opens his mouth, everything. They're gone. Uh, The the regular matches, uh, there was only, I think, one title change, and that was the Cruiserweight title. Everybody else kept, including Brock Lesnar. Now, with Lesnar's match, I mean, I thought he was going to be, you know... Braun Strowman all the way, Tito. Should have been. Uh, for what I saw, going through majority of it, when the match first started, it was the same, exactly what you'd expected. Brock Lesnar would try to get something over on him, and it wouldn't work, and then Braun would take over, beat him up for a little bit. But they ended up doing their normal, oh, the person's running to, running to splash him in the corner, Brock moves, Strowman hurts his shoulder. Oh, come on. Same old thing. And then from that point is pretty much uh, Blazer with the Cora Law. Uh, six times total, I think. But first he put on the Kamara Lock, which we haven't seen right. in forever. Uh, he tried that, Braun got to the rope, but his basically arm and shoulder was hurt from that point, and it was downhill from there. I don't know why they wrote Braun off as not being that dominant for the rest of the match, but personally I think they should have because I think he'd have made an awesome champion for a little while, or at least for a month till the next pay-per-view and Brock could have come back oh, for it then, personally. But yes, they are, they are running they are running Ron out of ideas. Should be able to dominate, you know, the, the entire league, the and entire WWE. And this is what pisses me off about professional wrestling. Um, last night I watched um, Objectified. It's a new show on Fox News. Yes, I said Fox News for all you screaming crybaby liberal pussies. But it's right. Uh, they were interviewing Hulk Hogan. And and, 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 and and Terry Bollea was talking about, you know, wrestling back in the 80s when he was doing it. And at that time, they hadn't come out where everything was scripted and uh, outcomes were predetermined and things like that. You know, and it, 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 it makes me wonder if maybe they should go for more of a realism 
instead of being so predictable. I'm going to tell you what. I record Monday Night Raw every night. Every every Monday night. I don't even watch SmackDown anymore. Because it, it, it's just gotten to where it bores me. But even Monday Night Raw. It takes me 45 minutes to watch a three-hour show. Because there's just nothing there. It's a bunch of garbage. You know, there's, there, there's no reason somebody like Braun Strowman, if it was real wouldn't run all over someone like Brock Lesnar. Right. You know, it's, it's 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 infuriating because it was so much fun back in the 90s. It's gotten so soft. I mean, really, has even the WWE gone soft? Yes, because of the PG era. But I keep hearing supposed rumors because so many people's falling from it now and it's not being a decent product, they're considering going back to the Attitude oh, Era. They really, really need to. It's it's, it's such a shit show. Uh, like I said, 45 minutes to watch a three-hour show. I've heard NXT is great, but I canceled my subscription to, um, to the network because I was just sick of watching the crap. You know, so I don't know. I, I, I remember watching a video a interview where Triple H was talking about how he hates having to write a three-hour show, he wishes it was a two-hour show. Yeah, well, I mean, if they were actually making it entertaining like they did before, it'd be a different story. But now they they have to stick with the PG code. There's not really a whole lot you can do I know. anymore. We don't have puppies anymore. We don't have broad panties matches anymore. We don't have beer drinking, cigarette smoking. You know, we we don't have those anti-hero heroes anymore. The best we have is right. what Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, and they keep making those guys lose. Yeah, well, Bray Wyatt also lost last night yeah, to Finn well, Balor. Now, now I got to ask you this, because I do like Finn Balor. Okay. Did he come out as a Demon King? No. Damn. The stipulation to that match was man-to-man from Bray Wyatt. Bray told him if he come out as the demon, he was a coward. So Finn Balor come out. Bray Wyatt attacked him before the match and made it seem like he hurt his ribs. But uh, Finn Balor come back and beat him fair and square. It, it was pretty good. That was, in my opinion, one of the best matches of the night. Oh, I've really got to figure out a way to watch that. That's awesome. Dude, I, I told you I'd give well, you my send stuff. It, send it, bitch. <laughs> give me your stuff. Stuff. All right. I... See, you've probably never seen a low-down, dirty shame, have you? The movie, what do you mean? Low-down, dirty shame. I've heard oh of it, but God. no. There's this great line where um, uh, it's not, it's not, oh, it's Keenan Ivory Wayans. And he's trying to get some information. He's a detective. This is a comedy from the 90s. And he's trying to get some information from this gay black guy. And then uh, the gay black guy's gay white guy boyfriend walks up. And Keenan Ivory says, well, who is this? And uh, uh, Wayman, Wayman's the guy's name. He goes, this is Bernard. And what's wrong with you? He said, and Keenan Ivory Wayans slaps the shit out of Bernard. It says, what are you doing right. messing with him? You know you're my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you got Wayman going, stuff? 
if you ever get a chance, a lowdown dirty shave, watch that film. It's absolutely hilarious. It's good action comedy, kind of kind of in the vein of like Lethal Weapon and Bad Boys. Just Keenan Ivory Wayans wasn't as big an actor, but it's a great, great movie. Check it out. So, so when movies were actually yeah, yeah, good. you know, back when they still had original ideas, even though that was ripping off Bad Boys and Lethal Weapon, it was still a good movie. <laughs> right. All right, man. Well, I want to play another song. You want to yeah. play another song? Well, guess what, buddy, you're uh, going I'm first. I'm down with that because I'm actually going to play a song. Again, it's a hit, but I, I saw them perform it this weekend, and the guy still has his pipes. So here you go, the anti-suicide ballad, Don't Close Your Eyes by Kicks. Why'd you call? 
great sound. Great those, sound. Those vocals, are you kidding me? And I'm telling you, watch it on my YouTube channel, Big Bushy. I'm telling you, the guy can still hit the notes, and he's old as hell. Right. Wait a minute. Did you just go with your favorite band in the no, entire world? Kicks, not Kiss. Oh, Kicks, Kicks. I was fixing to say, I was like, wait a minute. I keep getting Kicks and Kiss a little confused by name. Name only. Uh -huh. Shut up. Don't you think I'm going genre or music type name? Let's say. <laughs> here, here we go. Window liquor right there. <laughs> I, 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 there went our last hey, listener. Damn it, one, that's a shout out to all the members of the DFWW. Yes, because we are gamer nerds, even though Bushy doesn't have the, the, the platform to play with all his gamer brothers and sisters anymore. That's the clan we belong to. There you go. Uh, I'm going to have to go with, actually, my favorite band in the entire world on this one, first time in a while. Actually, I think it's the first time ever, except for when we've done our top ten. Nice. But uh, this band out of Des Moines, Iowa, uh, nine guys tearing it up constantly. But this song comes from their first album, uh, not a hit, one of their basically just tracks I on the record. Deep cuts. This I song, love Deep Cuts. Yep. Uh, number 13 on the album with Slipknot Diluted.
badass heavy. That is that, very that heavy. is badass. I love I love especially on the chorus where you can hear Chris Finn. Uh, a lot of people don't realize uh, that Chris Finn and uh, Sean Crahan back, does backing vocals with Corey Taylor. But on that album is actually Chris Finn doing the screaming I all the way through while Corey's singing. I love the way they interact with each other, basically uh, doing split parts or singing yeah, together. I, I, I actually did not know that. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to go back and re-listen because I'm going to have to revisit the song. But that's, that's amazing. And um, I, I do like Slipknot. It's funny. I had to go and buy this song because I actually don't have that album. How bad is that? Because I had the CD years ago. I, uh, I don't know if it was BMG or if it was Columbia House. But they were the metal band feature of the month. And I said, oh, well, that cover looks cool. And bought it. And Sick turned me into a Slipknot fan not an uber fan but definitely turned me into a slipknot fan and uh i i can't believe that i had forgotten that song i don't own the cd anymore so wow. i had to go and rebuy it so that we can air it here but yeah great choice great choice uh i'd have to say the song that turned me into a slipknot fan when i was in school there was two of me is either surfacing or spit it out okay Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the mountain man just said surfacing. <laughs> yes, we were surfacing. We were surfacing. Yes, I have taught him something. Dude, 22 episodes. <laughs> 22 episodes, and I finally got him. I love you. There you go. <laughs> Now, if I start saying yids, I'm just going to quit this fucking podcast. <laughs> no, you're just done. You're done now. You're finished. Well, yeah. If I say yids, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's that's strictly a North Carolina thing. Uh, everywhere else in the South, they say y'all. Uh, up here, yeah. they say use, and, and use drives me insane. But you know what? Let's chat about that for a minute. The different ways. Okay people say things in different parts of the country now i have to admit that we're going to be very limited because we don't have our third with us and um well he says weird fucking shit anyway i mean what was that what was that what was that word of the week sin had where he was minstrel no, cycle that. god i'm so glad i haven't had to hear that i hate that <laughs> but no oh man you know what listeners you go back and he tried to make it sound like it was a word that was something else, and it was exactly what we thought he was saying. Oh, and is you mean the one that I called him out on because he was spelling it, and he said you say it, but this is yeah. how it's spelled: is uh, Ewan's or uh, yeah, you seen? Yeah, you seen? Yeah, this. I'm like, dude, that's not you seen. or not. He was trying to say you something said. else. That's I was what like, it was. No, dude, that's he was still, saying you seen. You seen. You said, yeah. yeah. I was like, dude, that's still you see. That's crazy. This poor, poor Sid. That that's sad when the mountain man uh, calls you out, especially on word. Well, as, especially because you said especially. <laughs> yes, it's right. especially, but that's okay. Up here, 
they do they say a lot of weird things up here um and i'm up in jefferson county new york uh so if you care to take the time and look that up you realize that's a county about 30 minutes from the canadian border that uh is on the lake ontario shoreline the most eastern point they say some weird things there's a town about 20 minutes south of me that everywhere else in the country is called Pulaski up here yes really it's called Pulaski now you can ski down a slope and that's how it's spelled P-U-L-A-S-K-I S-K-I is ski whether it's the English language or the Polish language it's ski but no up here it's sky unless you're going down the slopes because you're not skying down the slopes you're skiing they don't understand that difference it's pesky up here is Pulaski, new york now also we have this right. town about 15 miles south of me uh, uh, uh southeast Pulaski is about 20 miles southwest this one's southeast it's spelled L-O-W-V-I-L-L-E, which for anywhere else in the English-speaking world, it's Lowville. No, 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 no. Up here, it's Lowville. Now, well, I, there's something I got to tell you, and I find this ironic. You're talking about people, up, the way they talk up in New York. My boss who is our captain, is from New York, Pennsylvania, around that area. And since I started, he, he's a pretty outgoing guy. I mean, the first time I met him, we started picking on each other. Until I heard him speak, and he absolutely hates me now, because he doesn't say, he talks with a New York accent, and I don't mean a little bit of a New York accent. When he gets started, he's gung-ho. I have made fun of him over the word sauce. In New York, it is stated sauce. Oh, oh, he's got a city accent. Yes. He totally. I looked at him and I went, what the hell is sauce? He goes, sauce, what you put on your spaghetti? I'm like, no, it's sauce. No, it's sauce. No, it's sauce. Me and him for 30 minutes back and forth. But you listened to I, I gave him so much crap, and I, when I go to work tonight, guess what I'm going to do? I'm especially going to tell him to tune in to this episode, just so he knows how much hell oh, he's going to cut. I'm you, dude, <laughs> it, it drives me crazy, but you you, you, you know me, and I, uh, I appreciate the English language, and I think that we fought way too hard to, to, to have our freedoms, and you should at least respect the language. The way the way America right. speaks it, you know, American English. When you say things like, "Man, I gotta go to the store," and somebody says, "Yeah, so don't I," I'm like, "Wait, what? What, what do you mean? So do not you?" That that makes no sense to me, but that's how they speak up here. It's like, um, let me, let me give you another one. Uh, I'll. Bang that chick. Yeah, so won't I. Wait, what do you mean you won't? What you will not? What what are you talking about? I I hate it up here. It makes my eyes twitch listening to people speak up here. I swear to God. Because y'all 
makes perfect sense to me. Yun's actually messes me up, but I understand that's a, a, a North Carolina thing. And my family is from Greenville, right. North Carolina, on my dad's side. So, so I get it, even though they don't say it. My granny did. My grandfather, my pawpaw, did not. But that's because he moved to Virginia, and, and he just uh, uh, he, he adapted more to y'all than yuns. But there's, there's right. so many yous. They all yous. That it makes no sense to me. Which is funny because probably y'all doesn't make any sense to them. And Yuns, people listening to Yuns, they're probably like, I love this mountain man guy because what the hell is he saying? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, uh, let's see here. I'm going to promote the uh, same thing as the past couple of weeks because, and especially now for Puerto Rico, uh, if there's anywhere anybody can donate, go help. Especially if you go down to Puerto Rico, uh, ask for a gentleman named Joseph Santana. Uh, tell him that a certain crazy uh, guy named Bushy and a dummy named Mountain Man is wanting to know whether his ass is still yeah, alive real, or not. For real. Uh, <laughs> He'll answer to Sin City Gamer 666. He'll answer to Sin. He'll answer to DJ Sato. Yep. Any of those. Uh, but no, on a serious note, uh, still support Texas, Florida, and now Puerto Rico, all those areas. It's been devastated. Uh, countless, countless amount of money to fix these areas that everybody's going to have to step up and help and go through. Um, still remember the uh, contest at thatmentalstation.com for the proceeds going to help with that as well. Other than that, uh, if you donate, uh, go to whitehouse.gov. They have all the best places to donate that'll help with that. Uh, that's pretty much my promotion, and it's going to continue to be till we hear otherwise that this is kind of cleared up. Nice, you son of a bitch. I'm the one that's supposed to uh, supposed to promote uh, uh, the the big box of metal, but that's okay. Well, I, go ahead. I wrote it anyway. Have it, but yeah. The big box of metal. Get your raffle tickets in, man. Buy them now. Use hashtag Bushy. That's lowercase B-U-S-H-Y. You get a discount. I prefer you don't use the discount because all the proceeds go to Hurricane Harvey and uh, Irma Relief. And I'm sure that in the future we're going to be working to get some uh, Maria Relief in there as well. We're definitely thinking of our right. brother Sin down there in Puerto Rico. We're actually losing our minds not being able to get in contact with them is a scary thing. Uh, we know there haven't been a lot of deaths in Puerto Rico, but the fact is we can't get in touch with our brother. So it's, it, it, it's got us freaked out, and we're hoping for the best, and um, we're hoping he gets a hold of us. As of right now, neither of us has heard from him. So, yeah. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. That Metal Station proudly presents the Big Box of Metal Raffle starting soon. And wait till you see what we have to give away. Tons of CDs, stickers, fan merchandise, autographed equipment, limited edition picture discs, one-of-a-kind original pressing LPs of some of Metal's most classic bands. Make sure you check the website daily. Follow the Facebook groups, all of the DJs, 
and keep your eyes open for more information. That Metal Station's Big Box or Metal Raffle coming soon. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I wanna rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You gotta fight for your right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. All right, you just heard the promo for the Big Box of Metal, and I shamelessly plugged my Sunday night radio show. I can't plug uh, Sin's show because... I don't know when he's coming back to the mainland, so we can't do that. Mountain Man, final words. Same as always for everybody. Stay sick. Take care of one another. Skitter, pal, meow, meow. Mountain Man out. Oh, this guy. Has this guy not come a long way? Every week when you nail it like that, brother, I I love it. I love it because you were kind of green behind the ears and didn't know how to do this thing and... That's awesome. I love how you nail that every week. That's an amazing thing. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And I tell you what, motherfuckers, by vinyl, we'll see you next week. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well, that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug. See you next week.